Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Criminalia. This season, we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious imposters throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. And it seems that each season, we have been having one contemporary or fairly contemporary person to talk about. For example, in our stalker season, we talked about George Harrison and his two stalkers. But today, our imposter is Frédéric Bourdin. Frédéric was born to Guylaine Bourdin on June 13, 1974. So she was 18 years old at the time, and she was living in Nanterre, Odessin, France. That is a suburb of Paris. His father's identity was unknown. Guylaine would later state in a 2008 interview with The New Yorker that Frédéric's father was actually an Algerian man named Casey. Now, my name pronunciation isn't going to be nearly as delightful as Holly's, so just bear with me. <laughs> one of us speaks French. One of us does not. <laughs> Only enough to get into trouble. Only enough to make it sound great. <laughs> 
So Gilene recalled that they had met at a factory. And if you're curious, that was a margarine factory. They both worked there at the time that she got pregnant. But after she found out she was pregnant, she learned that Casey was married. And because of that, she never told him about their son. As she got older, she could no longer remember Casey's last name, she stated. Ghislaine raised Frederic for about two years until child services intervened. And at that point, he was placed with Ghislaine's parents. Relatives spoke out about this whole situation, saying, quote, she liked to drink and dance and stay out at night. She didn't want anything to do with that child. Years after he was removed from her home, Ghislaine wrote her son a letter saying, quote, You are my son, and they stole you from me at the age of two. They did everything to separate us from each other, and we have become two strangers. Frederic later spoke of his mother's overwhelming need for attention, in particular his attention, describing how she would feign illness or a grave circumstance to get that attention. Ghislaine, though she felt her son was overreacting about her need for this constant attention, did acknowledge that she had faked illness and had once attempted suicide so he would be attentive to her. There are layers of messed upness in play already. Yes. Frederic began impersonating people when he was still a kid. When he was just five years old, he moved with his grandparents to Nantes. He considered himself to kind of be the village outcast, and perhaps he was. And because of that, he began telling stories, fabricated stories about himself and about his family. For instance, he explained to his fellow children that his father was never around because he was actually, according to Frederic, a British secret agent. One of his elementary school teachers described Frederic as, quote, a precocious and captivating child who had an extraordinary imagination and visual sense, drawing wild, beautiful comic strips. He further recalled, he had this way of making you connect to him. This is a little bit of a, a difficult topic involving child abuse. So if that is something that you are not ready to hear about, hit mute for, you know, about 30 seconds or so, uh, or just skip ahead. Yes. So when he was still quite young, Frederic confessed to his grandparents that he had been molested by a neighbor. But no one in the village seemed to believe the allegation, and neither his grandparents nor anyone else ever looked into this matter. And perhaps not coincidentally, this is when Frederic began misbehaving in school and stealing from the neighbors. Before long, he was sent to a juvenile home not too far away from his grandparents' house. And at his new school, teachers referred to his stories as, quote, little dramas and that they became more and more detailed as he made each one up. Throughout his childhood and into his adolescence, he often pretended that he was an amnesiac, intentionally getting lost in the streets to make it feel real. In 1990, a 16-year-old Frederic hitchhiked to Paris, where he invented and inhabited his first fake character. Pretending to be a British teenager named Jimmy Sale, he approached a police officer for directions explaining he was lost. As it appeared to be nothing out of the ordinary, nothing came of it other than a big boost to his boldness. It is said Frederic has used 40 identities, and if you ask him, possibly as many as 500. By the time he became an adult, the French press had nicknamed him Chameleon Nantais, or the Chameleon from Nantes. Some of his aliases were real people, but some were not. And we're going to talk about some of his big impersonations, two really major scams with a smattering of others along the way. 
Otherwise, we would be here all day talking about those 500 aliases. <laughs> but of those many, here are a few. Alex Dole, Benjamin Kent, Michelangelo Martini, Jimmy Morins, Arnaud Orion, Giovanni Petrullo, and Sladin Roskovich. And that is just a tiny sample of who he pretended to be. You'll notice he also switched nationalities a few times, mm -hmm. uh, picking names in different languages. He was apparently good at that as well. A police captain once noted, quote, when he talked in Spanish, he became a Spaniard. When he talked in English, he was an Englishman. Of course he lied, but what an actor. <laughs> so this I'm starting with a quote. People always say to me, why don't you become an actor? Frederick once said in an interview, which the police captain too agrees with. <laughs> so Frederick goes on to say, I think I would be a very good actor like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone, but I don't want to play somebody. I want to be somebody. He was always honest why he did what he did. He wanted attention. He craved it. He acknowledged what all pretenders know, but don't often admit. And that is, quote, it is not that hard to fool people. He thought of his career this way, quote, I know I can be cruel, he said of his methods, but I don't want to become a monster. Yeah, there are a couple of these stories we'll talk about that do, when you really look at them with the broad view, feel very cruel in a weird way. Mm -hmm. He transformed into his characters with specific details for each. He would include things like what kind of soap they used, their heritage, and even things like whether or not they had a speech disorder or some sort of physical impairment. He was meticulous with each character's outward appearance. He would or would not have facial hair. He plucked his eyebrows. Anything that he could do, he did that would help bring that character to life. So he talked once about how he considered prepping a character to how he imagined a spy might do so. In that you change your superficial details to become that character, but you never change the core of who you are. So he once said, I don't want to make myself into somebody I'm not. The story is good enough without embellishment. And he continued, the worst thing you can do is deceive yourself. He went on to say, quote, the key is actually not lying about everything. Otherwise, you'll just mix things up. He claimed to live his life with inspirational quotes that helped him along with all of this, like keep it simple and a good liar uses the truth. The one thing you better not forget, he advised, is your name. I've never actually seen the inspirational quote, a good liar uses the truth. I've seen it more <laughs> as a warning. <laughs> right, you know. Not qualify it as an inspirational quote. Right, it's a good piece of information. <laughs> like, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> For a person who described himself as a professional liar, one interviewer once said about Frederick. He seemed oddly fastidious about the facts of his own life. In order to try to bring his developed character to life in the real world, he did this thing that I have to concede is ingenious. He would first try to create the illusion among the local authorities that his character was real. That's smart. He would interact with police and thus create a record of this person. He would call, sometimes more than once under different aliases, to report his character was in some sort of trouble. Nobody, he later explained, expects a seemingly vulnerable child to be lying. Still, characters can have flaws. 
So here we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And by the time we're back, Frederick will probably have something like 652 new identities. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Criminalia. Okay, let's talk about Frederick's first big deception. By June 1992, Frederick had pretended to be more than a dozen children and teenagers who were all imaginary. That June as well, he also turned 18. Becoming an adult meant he could no longer stay in the places where he'd grown accustomed to staying. I'd been in shelters and foster homes most of my life, and suddenly I was told, that's it, you're free to go, he has said in interviews. By the mid-90s, Frederic had a criminal record for crimes including lying to police and other authorities. Interpol and others were looking for him. He was, unfortunately, also getting media attention, which is never a good thing for an imposter. One of my favorite quotes that he has said so far is, I'd rather leave on my own than be taken away, which is something he flatly stated in an interview. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit to France in 2003. And at this point, Frédéric assumed the identity of a 14-year-old French boy named Leo Bali, who had been missing since 1996. When it was suspected that Frédéric was not actually Leo, authorities tested his DNA, and of course that test proved that the authorities were right. Frédéric was sentenced to four months in prison for stealing and using Leo Bali's identity. There was also a time in August of 2004 when Frederic was in Spain claiming to be a teenager named Ruben Sanchez Espinosa. Ruben's mother had been killed in the Madrid bomb attacks. And here we are, the inevitable thing happened to Frederic. When the local authorities found out the truth, they deported him to France. So let's get into Frederic's first really big scam. On May 3rd, 2005, multiple calls were placed to the authorities about a teenage boy alone in the local train station. That boy, who was Frederic in disguise, found his way to the local government child welfare office. The boy was described as slim and short with pale skin. He wore a scarf wound around much of his face and a baseball cap that was pulled over his eyes. He had no money with him, but he did have a phone, and he did have identification. His name was Francisco Hernandez Fernandez, a 15-year-old from Spain. He was quiet, but he did say that his parents and younger brother had been killed in a car accident. He had been in a coma for several weeks. After he recovered, he had lived with an uncle, but when his uncle became abusive, Francisco left. He was then sent to live at a state-run shelter that housed 35 girls and boys, almost all of whom had been removed from their homes or abandoned by their parents. When he did speak, he spoke very softly, and he would flinch if anyone tried to touch him. The shelter he was at was described as an old stone building with peeling white wooden shutters, kind of to set this scene. 
Francisco was given a single room. He was enrolled at the local secondary school where there were about 400 or so students, mostly from tough neighborhoods, and most of whom had a reputation for violence. Educators at the school would later say he looked like every other teenager who passed through the school, but that they felt protective of him. His literature teacher asked another student, Rafael Pasoa de Almeida, to help Francisco with his coursework, as he had enrolled midterm and he was trying to catch up. Quote, this guy can learn like lightning, Rafael later recalled. Gradually, Francisco began hanging out with his classmates. And it didn't actually take very long before he was one of the most popular kids at his school. Quote, the students loved him. He had this aura about him, this charisma, one of his teachers recalled. He knew a lot of American slang and idioms, and he seemed to have a deep knowledge of music, not just American music, just music. And he could dance just like Michael Jackson. At a talent show, quote, he didn't just look like Michael Jackson dancing, his music teacher recalled. He was Michael Jackson. About a month later, however, on June 8th, a school administrator discovered who Francisco really was. She had been watching a TV show that happened to be about one of the world's most famous imposters, Frédéric Bourdon, a 30-year-old Frenchman who impersonated children and teenagers. And she immediately told the principal, quote, I swear to God, Bourdon looks exactly like Francisco Hernandez Fernandez. So she also did a quick internet search, and she was surprised at the amount of information about the possible imposter. The press called Frederick the king of imposters and described him as, we quote, the master of new identities who didn't want to grow up. The press also claimed that Frederick had impersonated everything from a tiger tamer to a priest. And whether those two things are fact or fiction, there was no question that Frederick had pretended his way through many things. What we can see, though, through our research and reading so many of stories about him is that he almost always played one character over and over. And that was an abused or abandoned child. So when all of this came to light, the school notified the police. And when he was arrested, the incidentally balding fake teenager stated in a much deeper voice than Francisco normally spoke, quote, I want a lawyer. <laughs> he did admit to the police that he was actually Frédéric Bourdon, and he admitted that over the past 15 years, he had invented scores of identity, many of whom were children or teenagers. His trail included, among other places, France, Austria, Belgium, Bosnia, Denmark, England, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Luxembourg, Portugal, Slovakia, Spain, Switzerland, Sweden, and the United States. I was counting along, but I ran out of fingers. <laughs> she had to go to toes. It became very awkward. Those countries, wow. So we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we'll talk about why Frederic ended up in the United States, in Texas, and in San Antonio. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. 
For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back to Criminalia. In just a minute, we're going to explain why it was the ears and not the eyes. It's important. (laughs) At this point in his career, it wasn't just Interpol watching Frederick. The U.S. State Department warned he was, quote, an exceedingly clever man who posed as exploited children and teenagers to garner sympathy. And in posing as those children, he had raised some flags with government offices. So at one point, he had assumed the identity of a teenager and was staying at a youth house in Spain. And when he was exposed as a fraud, a child welfare judge was assigned to his case. And she, correctly, did not believe he was a teenager. She gave him 24 hours to prove it. And if he couldn't, she warned him that she would collect and run his fingerprints. Those fingerprints were on file with Interpol because they, as we noted earlier, were watching him. So he couldn't risk it, and therefore he couldn't prove if he was or was not a teenager. Because of his criminal record, he was given a prison sentence. This here is the next big scam that we mentioned earlier. Here, Frederick chose to pretend to be a real person named Nicholas Barclay, who was a missing teenage boy from Texas. So with his new identity in place, 
he'd have to convince Nicholas's family as well as the local authorities, but he felt he could do it. And in an effort to pull this charade off, he started by calling the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in Alexandria, Virginia. He had picked up some English over the years, which made things a little bit easier, and he said that his name was Jonathan Durian, the director of the Linares Shelter. He claimed that a boy who spoke English but would not say who he was had arrived at the shelter, and he described the boy as having a prominent chin, brown hair and eye, and a gap between his teeth. That also was an exact match for Bourdain. And a woman at the center found a similar boy in the organization's database, and that description was a fairly close match to Nicholas Barclay. The actual story about Nicholas Barclay is that he was reported missing from his home near San Antonio, Texas. It was the summer of 1994, and Nicholas was 13. He'd been playing basketball with friends, but he never arrived back home afterwards. Nicky, as his family called him, was last seen, according to his National Center for Missing and Exploited file, wearing, we quote, a white t-shirt, purple pants, black shoes, and he was carrying a pink backpack. So because of the wheels set in motion by Frederic making that phone call to Virginia, eventually, Nicholas's mother, Beverly, was told that her son had been found, but not in Texas. He was in Spain. And that was, of course, not Nikki, just why this does seem incredibly cruel. It was Frederic, who then, as a consequence, traveled to San Antonio and actually lived with the Barclay family for about five months. Which is amazing, because Frederic had been in his 20s at the time, and he didn't really resemble Nikki at all. So the first problem was that Frederic spoke with a thick French accent. The second problem was that he had brown eyes, which was actually a really big obstacle to overcome because Nikki had blue eyes. And the third problem was that Frederic had a tattoo on his forearm. Nikki was also tattooed, but none of his tattoos were on his forearm. There was a J on his left shoulder a T on his left hand between his thumb and his index finger, and the letters L and N on his left ankle. But despite these facts, the Barclay family welcomed the imposter into their home as their son, Nicky. So to explain that change in eye color, because you kind of have to have an answer for that, right? <laughs> yes. Frederic's explanation was that he, again posing as Nikki, had been taken, kidnapped essentially by a child sex trafficking ring and that the traffickers were the ones who altered his eye color and they did that before he managed to escape. Quote, we were uncovering all sorts of things about him, stated a local private investigator who was working with a local TV news crew. All that noise about eye color and it actually wasn't eye color that ended this impersonation. It was ears, as Holly mentioned earlier, <laughs> when the private investigator compared a photo of Nikki with a photo of Frederic, he noted that the ears of the teenager and the man claiming to be that teenager didn't match. So just in case you think that the Barclay family was so completely blinded by their possible joy at having their child back with them, there were some red flags that they started to notice. They were not just completely bought into the illusion. Right. When Nikki's mother, Beverly, drove the imposter Nikki by his old school, uh, she became convinced it was not her son. She later told a private investigator, quote, it's not him. He didn't recognize the school he went by. 
And that was how it all unraveled. The FBI was granted a court order to take Frederick's fingerprints and a sample of his DNA. They did not match Nicholas Barclay. But they were a perfect match for Nikki's imposter. Frederick pleaded guilty to passport fraud and perjury in a San Antonio federal court. He was sentenced to six years in prison, which was more than twice as long as recommended by the sentencing guidelines. And after his release, he was deported to France. A French prosecutor called Frédéric, we quote, an incredible illusionist whose perversity is matched only by his intelligence. That prosecutor went on to say, quote, in my 22 years on the job, I've never seen a case like it. Usually people con for money. His profit seems to have been purely emotional. And Frederick kind of backed this up with his own statement because he always said, and we're quoting here, I am a manipulator. My job is to manipulate. In many of the accusations and cases against him, and this is interesting, uh, authorities were never sure of the best punishment for his crimes. Psychiatrists would be brought in to evaluate him, and he was always determined sane. When one doctor was asked in court, is he a psychopath? He testified, and we quote, absolutely not. On August 8, 2007, Frédéric married a French woman named Isabelle, and the couple reside still in France. They have five children together. And after the birth of his first child, Frédéric was asked by the press if he had become a new person now that he was a father and a husband. And he replied, quote, no, this is who I am. And since getting married and having children, Frédéric has said he would, we quote, never impersonate anyone again. His only goal, as he had always claimed, was to have a home where he, quote, could be loved. Frederic, what a hard life. Right? Hard childhood. Yeah. You have to balance the normal, I think, reaction of outrage at the cruel nature of him pretending to be children that people had genuinely lost against, like, this is obviously someone hunting for something themselves that they did not feel like they ever had. Right. And he always, through all the research that I saw, always maintained he just wanted a home and he just wanted to be loved. Since he was a kid, that was what he said. And as we watch his story unfold, I completely believe him. So with his story said, Holly, I hear the mocktail this week has a baked good in it. It does. And it was partially because I wanted to do something that was a little bit more fun. Because this is a little bit of a heavier story in some ways. Yes. And because we talk so much about, you know, him wanting to be a kid, I thought I would come up with something that has a, that harkens back a little bit to childhood. But also I wanted to, you know, think about his specific story, which of course made me think of French things, which are delicious. <laughs> Many French things are. And so I came up, this is actually a, a milkshake this week. And it's called Like a Kid Again. Oh, I love it. It's uh, simple to make. There's one ingredient that can be a pain in the neck, and I will tell you my saga. So it's very, very simple. Uh, you're going to want a blender for this one. So you're going to put in that blender two-thirds of a cup of vanilla ice cream, just a plain one, a squirt of caramel syrup, a pinch of sea salt, and then I use a quarter cup of milk, and I used oat milk. And you add about half of it and start blending. And when it gets to the consistency you like, like you just keep adding a little at a time till you get there. I like mine in this instance a little thinner than I normally would want a milkshake because I want to sip it through a straw. 
and because you're about to add something that's going to thicken it up anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So once you have that to a consistency you like, you're going to throw in two salted caramel macarons. (laughs) (gasps) Now, you didn't mention the flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're going to do these at the end. Um, because you only want to put them in the blender for just a brief period of time. You just want to break them up into little bits, but not pulverize them. So that as you're, you're having your milkshake, you're getting some yummy, crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside bits of macaron and some of that yummy filling, which, uh, you know, was a caramel buttercream in my case with a a little bit of, um, sea salt in it. Oh my God. Stop. It's so delicious. And then you're going to garnish this with a drizzle of caramel if you want. And I actually recommend just a little sprinkling of flaked sea salt on top, which just makes it super yummy. And if you want to go really hog wild, you can also garnish it, you know, with a third macaron. But that's a lot of (laughs) it's a lot of bakery and ice cream time at that point. I mean, this is a smallish milkshake, and it still was very, very filling. So, does it stay crunchy in the in the milkshake? Um, no. I mean, it also depends on how how quick you consume it. Immediately, <laughs> it doesn't stay super crunchy for me. And I found, um, particularly once I added alcohol to it, the macaron stuff tended to float on the top a bit, and it got quite soft. But it was delicious. Delicious, yeah. If you want to make this an adult drink, and if you do consume alcohol, I recommend trying this because, wow, was it delicious. <laughs> I just I just put in an ounce of cognac. And let me tell you. Did it take it to a new level? <laughs> it did. Well, because something interesting happened. I hadn't really thought about it interplaying in this way. But it's like the cognac really heightened that juxtaposition between the sweetness and the salt in it. And it was just like, I felt like Remy and Ratatouille because I was like, look at how the flavors interact. I was very excited. And actually, I could see this happening in your kitchen. So. I'm like yeah. running around <laughs> excitedly and thinking like, gosh, I should eat some protein to counteract all this sugar. <laughs> You're like, like in an hour and then you never get to it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but it was super duper yummy. Here's what I will tell you is that think ahead, maybe call ahead before you go looking for your salted caramel macaron. Because maybe your bakery doesn't have them that day. I wouldn't know this from experience. <laughs> I I may have had to throw together some macaron very quickly. And in a great bit of irony, macaron, as you know, very complex to make a lot of steps. They're not hard, but they're tricky. And there's just a lot of doing and sifting and careful measuring. And this was my sloppiest batch ever. And they came out more beautiful than any other macaron I have ever made in my life. So. So yeah, now you know how to make them in the future. <laughs> Which is to pay no attention and only like, you know, half-heartedly think about measurements. And apparently the magic will happen. Um, here I've been slaving over really trying to be very careful all the time. I will say, if you if you want to try your hand at macaron, they are sort of notoriously finicky. And you'll often see people be like, I tried and failed. And it's very depressing because you put in so much work. Usually, even if they're hideous, they're delicious. But the best recipe I have found ever, the one that almost always turns out really, really nicely for me, even if it's not perfect, is the one from um, Binging with Babish. That is the best macaron recipe. So look that one up. Oh, that, okay. Uh, that was one that 
it came out in December of 2020 because he was doing it because Macaron has showed up on The Mandalorian. But it is absolutely my most successful repeated Macaron recipe. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Try that if you want to try baking them and just know they may not come out and that's okay. They'll probably still be delicious. Uh, <laughs> and if if you're doing it for this, you're going to throw them in the blender anyway. It's fine. Exactly. You're just crunching them up anyway. <laughs> they're doomed to be broken apart in any case. So if they don't, if their little pied, the the feet on the bottom don't pop up properly, or if they, you know, aren't quite right in the dome shape, or if they stick to the the mat a little bit when they come up, they're supposed to come up clean, but sometimes you leave behind like a little chunk of cookie and that's not great. But again, it's going in the blender. It's fine. Tell everybody they looked perfect when before you did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That is my baking experience in play. Little did you know this was going to be a long baking segment. Uh, but thank you. I hope if anybody tries this, one, tag me on Twitter because I want to see your, your macaron and your, your milkshakes. Yes. Please tag us. I hope that you absolutely love it. And I hope that you have enjoyed spending this time with us this week, despite this being a little bit of a downer in some ways, which I hope our sweet treat at the end helped mitigate just a little bit. But we will be back here again next week with another imposter and another hopefully delicious libation. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network.